You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. On today's episode, we are going to dive in to really understand what makes a woman a quality woman. I've been so excited to do this episode. I just haven't been able to do it yet because a lot of interviews have come in as you've been listening, if you've been listening in order. And so I'm back to being able to talk to you one on many here. And this is the first topic that I wanted to hit. I think that this is something that's not only going to be important for you to learn for when you're going out there and meeting women, but also to understand a little bit more about women in general. The reason why I decided to do this episode is because someone recently DM'd me on Instagram and they said to me, you know, Trip, I, I listened to your episodes. I listened to the one where you interviewed that Hooters waitress, or maybe they saw some other interview, whatever it was, and they said, you know, it seems really superficial what you're talking about in terms of what makes a woman valuable or what gives a woman a, let's say, a high rating in the sexual marketplace. And so I wanted to go over that today too, because that's really important to understand sexual market value and the value of you in the dating marketplace. What does that mean? And the value of women in the dating marketplace. So this is kind of the macro level. And then I want to dive deeper into the micro level of, well, what does that mean for you specifically? What is a quality woman like for you? And you may be thinking some thoughts already, like you already know what a quality woman would be to you. But I think this begs to be discussed, talked about, and analyzed a little bit. That's what we're going to be doing. Uh, quick announcement here. I just want to shout out everyone who's listening, who's in Trip's Corner. It has been awesome being in there lately. Trip's Corner is my Facebook group that is private. That means that once you're in it, no one can see you're in it. So it's like a secret little club. It's been around for five years. It's a Facebook group and it's only for members of Hooked or guys who have joined the coaching program. And I've been in there and my assistant slash coach Joe has been in there and he helps answer guys' questions. I'm in there helping answering guys' questions. A lot of guys who join the coaching program, they want more help or they say to me, oh, you know, once I do, you know, the program with you guys, the six weeks or 12 weeks, is it just over at that point? And I say, technically, yes, it is, but it's never going to be over because you're always going to be able to have access to Trips Corner where I'm in there answering questions and you can get your questions answered. So for the guys listening who are in it, what's up? Glad you're listening. And for guys who are not in Trips Corner, I don't know what you're doing. It's amazing. It is a personal community with guys like you who listen to this podcast and and listen to dating advice content, especially in the trip advice realm. And uh, yeah, you just got to get in there. It's awesome. Two ways to get in. One, you can get my Hooked program. It's $47. That's a pretty simple way to get in. You can get that video course right now, getterhooked.com. Another way to get in is by joining the coaching program. The coaching program, also known as the Trip Advice Accelerator Program, which is meant to accelerate your dating life and get you on a fast track to success and results. 
You can learn more there by going to coachedbytrip.com. Coachedbytrip.com is the page that tells you a little bit about coaching and also shows you the results that guys have gotten through coaching, which is just a fraction of the amount of guys who uh, have gotten results. So check that out, and then you can apply to be part of the coaching program where we can help you. It's really cool. I get on the phone with guys, and one of my teammates, Daniel, gets on the phone with guys, and he talks to them, and we really uncover a lot of things going on in your dating life, and then try to figure out if coaching is a good fit for you. And that call, by the way, is free to get on that call. That call is just a call we do to see if coaching aligns with you, if it's something that would help you, if you would benefit from it. We only want to get people in the program who we know it will hardcore benefit. So check that out, coachedbytrip.com or gethurhooked.com to get the video course. I should mention, if you join coaching, you get that video course plus all the other ones like Infield Breakdown and Irresistible Academy and Fearless Formula and Online Domination amazing courses. Okay. What do we say? We ready to dive into this topic? Like I said, been so excited to talk about this. Okay. Let's start on the macro. Let's start talking about sexual market value. I think that will clear up some confusion as to understanding what that's all about and the quote superficial aspect of it because again this is where this all started that's why i wanted to do this episode so sexual market value smv you might have heard this in the manosphere you might have heard this on red pill literature it is all about someone's value in the marketplace it's kind of like it's it's comparing the dating pool to a marketplace, right? Where things have value. Basic economics. When something has value, a lot of people want it. There's a high demand. And if something doesn't have a lot of value, there is low demand. Now, we, without trying, we assign values to people in the dating marketplace. Meaning, Depending on who you are, man, woman, depending on your age, depending on your social status, depending on how much you make or don't make, all of these give you a value, right? So I'll give you an example. It's funny because I feel like some people think that this isn't real or it's some sort of myth. It, it boggles my mind how anyone could think that that sexual market value isn't a real thing. Let's look at Justin Bieber or Brad Pitt, or someone who's a celebrity with a high net worth, we can see that a lot of women want them, right? I don't have to convince you of that. We just know that. Justin Bieber, Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio, guys who have high status, celebrity status, pretty good looking guys, and a high net worth and a lot of talent, they have the pick of the litter. That's a guy who has high sexual market value. He can pretty much get any woman he wants. That's heterosexual, of course, right? Okay. Okay, we can agree on that. Now let's look at someone who is on the other end of that spectrum. We're talking about males right now. Let's talk about a homeless man. So again, we're going to the far extremes just to prove a point. Homeless man doesn't have his act together. 
obviously doesn't look too good smells really bad doesn't have a home doesn't have a job probably has a mental illness i feel bad for those people but i just want to live in reality for a second when i say that person has a low sexual market value meaning most women will not want to be with him understand that yes don't have to convince you of that either so we're working on this spectrum right we're working on the spectrum low sexual market value high sexual market value and then in between this big spectrum are guys like you guys like me and everyone listening to this episode right now and everyone in trips corner everyone in the coaching program and any of your friends were somewhere in between there hell i don't know maybe you know, there's some celebrities listening to this uh, there probably is well then you know where you stand or people who have high status then you know where you stand but i gave you an idea of the spectrum right let's go to the females for a second now let's go to the high end uh, let's go to i would say i use this one quite a bit as a victoria's secret model a woman who has status who's famous who has uh, perfect looks you could probably say generally speaking most heterosexual men if they were single or maybe even not single would take the opportunity to at least sleep with that woman at the very least right so they'd want to sleep with that woman be with that woman assuming that she has other great qualities about her like she's feminine and sweet i would say that if you had the chance you'd You'd probably want to be with her, right? Yep. Yes. Okay. And on the other end of the spectrum, let's say, well, maybe we can use the same thing. Let's let's use a homeless woman. Let's use an obese homeless woman. Let's just be honest for a second. It's probably not the first woman that you're looking at that you'd want to sleep with, date, get into a relationship with. And then there's all the women in between. And they range on this scale. So when it comes to women, specifically, because that's what we're talking about today, what makes a woman a quality woman, there is this idea that men, this is based in evolutionary psychology, are going to be more attracted and more interested in a woman that is displaying very feminine traits. And a lot of those feminine traits are displayed through what? Well, mainly her looks because her looks are really great inclinations of her having a lot of estrogen and femininity her breast size her butt size her weight her skin whether it be clear or not her hair all signs of health fertility that's what men are generally looking for. So whenever you find yourself attracted to a woman, really analyze for a second why you might be. And I guarantee you, a lot of the reasons are going to fall into aspects of her having high fertility and health. Those are the women that you're going to be interested in. Now, I know that that is the, again, quote, I'm air quoting right now, superficial reasons. You might not want to be in a relationship with that woman, but at the very end of the day, I think we can all admit as men, your most men are going to just want to sleep with a woman that has those traits, right? So whatever woman that you're attracted to, whether she's a Victoria's Secret model or the girl in your in your class, the girl at work, the girl you see at the bar, 
Those are the traits. I mean, let's be honest here. You're not going over to talk to a woman and do an approach based on you think her personality might be good. No, you're going over there based on her looks and then to find out about her personality. Obviously, if you go over to a woman and she's beautiful, but she's a bitch, she's just like a really mean person, you're not going to be attracted. Clearly, right? We, we know that. But it's funny because I know that even a lot of guys, if they had the opportunity, assuming that the woman wanted to have sex with them and had really bad personality traits, most guys would take that opportunity. It's just because you have a high attraction level to that woman who you find physically attractive. Doesn't mean you'll get into a relationship necessarily with that woman, although <laughs> there's still a lot of men who do that, by the way, because it's that powerful, your attraction to a woman based on her looks is so powerful that a lot of men will get into relationships and stay in relationships with women who they find amazingly beautiful and have amazing sex with, but they're just terrible or have a lot of bad qualities, cause a lot of drama, whatever it may be. So that's how that works. That's not my opinion. This is based in scientific data. Actually, this, uh, what I'm talking about here has been studied by David Buss. You can learn this in a book called The Evolution of Desire. It's really interesting. And it talks all about this. They did a study across 37 different cultures. And they found this to be true. Some of the things that I've been talking about across a majority of these cultures. Very interesting. Very interesting. And again, you know, if you read this book, and I've read a lot of it. I haven't finished it, but read most of it. It's kind of dense, so it's nice to read a little bit, kind of understand it, process it. If you read this, a lot of it's going to be like, duh, right? It's like, you know some of these things. You know what you're going to be attracted to. So that is how sexual market value works. And that's what I've been talking about a lot with women who have been here on the podcast. These interviews I've been doing, just saying that, a woman who is 23, who is very attractive, who has signs of health and youth and fertility are ones that are going to have sexual market value. Now, that doesn't mean that a man wouldn't find a 30-year-old attractive or a 40-year-old attractive, but given the choice, assuming that, well, let's just talk about plain sex, uh, most likely, again, Everyone's got different fetishes and things. There's a lot of guys who do like to go for older women, all that. But if I put a 23-year-old in front of you and a 50-year-old in front of you, I guarantee a majority of those guys, if had the chance with consent, would want to sleep with the 23-year-old. The relationship, it's a little bit different, but that's what I want to talk about today in this episode as well, where what makes a woman a quality woman, it's not just about her looks. Clearly. I think you know that or else I hope you do. And if not, this episode should encourage you and it should provide some insight into how the whole picture is just the most important. So let's go through a little list I've created here. What does it mean to have a woman who's valuable? What makes a woman valuable? Well, there's going to be, of course, very specific things to you. Maybe you're very interested in being, let's say, outdoors all the time, and you want to do outdoor activities. Well, it's probably going to be important for you to be with a woman who's into that as well. 
my brother has a friend who's in a relationship. I actually think they're married now. And they do all this outdoor stuff together. They're in a van driving around rock climbing together. They love it and take videos of each other rock climbing and trying to do different trails and things like that. And it's, it's awesome. So clearly to him, that's very valuable. So that's kind of one category of like the things that you might be looking for. Now, that might not be you. That's on the extreme end. Like, for example, I don't necessarily have personally something like that that I would be looking for. I'd say like it's a bonus that I'm so into music and live music and concerts. Like it'd be really, really, It's and, and I do have this, right? I'm in a relationship with that person who do, does like that stuff. Is that something I was looking for? Not really, but it's a strong bonus because we have something like that in common or I'm a, it's funny, I cringe to say this, but I am a big foodie. I do eat at a lot of different restaurants, Michelin star restaurants, highly reviewed restaurants. I like to try new cuisines. I love all kinds of food. I'm the least picky eater out of probably anyone I know. So it's important for me to have someone like that. So, okay, I call that the commonality. We'll call it commonality values. Where Maybe there's something in there or maybe there's not. That's fine too. Not like you necessarily need that, but it's good to know. So that might make a woman valuable to you, having those commonalities. I'll get back to this in a second of what adds value, but I want to now jump into what doesn't make a quality woman, what doesn't make her a good match for you, assuming you're looking for a relationship. Of course, we all know if you're not looking for a relationship and you're looking for casual, you're probably just looking on the front of physicality, a woman you're very highly physically attracted to because you're not really interested in doing anything else with her on a deeper level or connecting with her on a deeper level, you're probably more interested in the sex aspect. And that's for someone who's looking for casual relationships. But beyond casual, looking for a girlfriend or a partner or a wife, you're looking for something that is bigger than just physicality. So what doesn't count is someone who you just really enjoy having sex with. Okay? like I just said. But I want to really take a different angle here. What I'm talking about is a guy will stay with the woman for relationship purposes because he really likes the sex and the physicality. That does not count. Why doesn't that count? Because you could do that with anybody. That's not enough. Okay, so I'll say this again to really get this through your skull here. Having sex isn't enough. I know you like it. I know you're a man and you want to be doing that. And you might be doing that with a woman who you're very physically attracted to. It's not enough. The ability to have that with the woman is not what makes her valuable. Feeling feelings of love for no other reasons than just love doesn't count either. That's not what makes a woman valuable. Just having love feelings having these strong attraction feelings. I want to say, actually, let's replace that, like lust, like that love-lust feeling. It's kind of like a combination of both. You really like her, but you just met her, so you don't really know her, but you're feeling this feeling that you might call love, but it's mixed with lust, and oh, you just crave her. That's not enough. Mm-mm. It's not enough for you. It shouldn't be. You need more than that. Here's another one that doesn't count is her filling your loneliness void. So a lot of guys will just be with the woman because 
They don't want to feel lonely. That's not enough. That's not enough. Maybe when you're 70 years old and you're single, you've been through divorce or you're widowed, that could be enough. That's an exception there. You know, you're going to want to spend time around someone who's just someone to pass the days with as you're older. But if you're in your prime of your life or you're, let's say, you know, 20 to 70 years old or 20 to 80 years old, if you're at that point in your life, you need to be looking for a woman who adds value to your life. I'll say this again. She adds value to your life. So this is what makes her a quality woman. This is what makes her valuable. It's not just that you get to not be lonely. It's not that you get to, yay, have sex with a woman. It's not that she's super pretty and you like being around a pretty woman. Again, all those things are great. And that's why a lot of people get into relationships. Of course, it's not enough. You need to think about how she's adding value to your life. Think about that for a second. A lot of guys don't get to that point. They don't think on that level. This is what really counts here. No one's talking about this. In fact, it's quite controversial to talk about this. Some people think, or a lot of women say, that they should be the prize, that they're just enough how it is. Fuck that. Not a chance. I don't think so. Let's even the playing field here. A woman is not valuable because she is Neither is a man. And it gets to this crazy double standard because women would never be for a guy just because. They don't. Just how it works. They want a guy who is, and this is on the other end, something I learned from uh, David Buss in Evolution of Desire. They want to be with a man who shows the signs of being able to provide resources. Now, without getting too deep into this on this episode, that can look like actually having resources, right? Wealth. But it can also be showing or displaying behaviors that might resemble one who has resources. So that's confidence, assertiveness, dominance, stuff I talk about quite a bit on in Hooked and in the coaching program, right? So all these different areas, that's where a, what a woman's looking for. And that guy is going to add to her life. This is the reason for what's called hypergamy. So hypergamy is the idea that women want to date up. And it's been shown across the board. Women want to date someone who has more resources than them. So they're always looking for someone who can add value. So even a woman, right, you might say these days, well, well, Trip, you know, women are making money. They're in the workplace. They're making lots of money. You're right, they are. So you might say, well, they don't need a man. Well, some say that, but they do. They want a man. They just want him to be better than her. They want the guy, and they're attracted to the guy who has more, more resources, taller, probably more powerful and confident and a leader. That's what they want. So what do you want? And again, shouldn't be sex, shouldn't be love or lust. And it shouldn't be to fill in the loneliness gap. How does she add to your life? I'll give you some ideas. You're probably like, Trip, get on with it. Yeah, give me some ideas here. Well, I'll just give you an example. I'll give you my example. The woman, Megan, who I'm with, 
How does she add value to my life? So this is for me specifically. Well, you might've heard this in the last episode. If you listened, I talked about the roles. So I have a mission on this earth and it's to help as many guys as possible have the relationship and sex life of their dreams. So that's my mission. That mission takes a lot of work. I do a lot and I love it, but I do a lot. So I want a relationship and I've created a relationship where I can do this for hours. But of course, life takes more work than that. You can't just do work all day. You got to eat, you got to sleep, you got to do your laundry, you got to clean, you got to do errands. So if I spent all my time doing trip advice and all the other things, I wouldn't be able to make trip advice as successful as I could, or I'd just be burnt the hell out and life would be hard. So I want a woman in the more traditional sense that would come in and help with those things. And it's a very fair and more than fair type of agreement where it's like, hey, let's be in a relationship. Let's do all the things. Love. Of course, I'm, I love her. I only want to be with someone that I love and sex and spend time together and do things together and all the lovely things that relationships have. But I also want to help. I want, sorry, I want help. But in return, I'm going to help you. So this is the more traditional relationship. Woman does a lot of the household items. Man works. For some women these days, that just doesn't work because they want to be in the workplace. Okay, that's fine. And I'm not saying, by the way, that you need to have the setup that I have. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm just giving you ideas of what it might look like for a woman to add value to your life. And if you don't want any of those things, if you're like, no, I, I actually want to be with someone who's working and I'm working and she's working. And if you ever get into a heavy relationship or a marriage, you know, you'll hire that out. You'll get help and all that stuff. Okay, that's fine. But I still would want to ask you, what other value is she adding to your life? I don't know. Maybe that's all you need. I just think that most relationships aren't like that. It's never fully equal. Like both person is, you know, working the equal amount of times, making the equal amount of money. And it's also just a little bit more natural for men to be on their missions. If you ask a lot of women, most of them don't want to be working. And a lot of them feel pressure to be working because if they're not working, then what are they doing? It's like really, it's sad. It's like looked down upon to be a housewife these days. It's like, no, you should be working. Girl boss, girl boss. It's, I feel bad for women. They have a lot of pressure on them. They need to be the best mom, the best person at their job. They need to be fighting for more money. They need to be, it's, it's a lot of pressure on them. I don't think they like it. In fact, a lot of women do admit that they would rather be raising kids. Like most women, if they didn't have any societal pressure, would say that they'd rather be at home, taking care of the kids, maybe even taking care of the household, assuming that the guy makes enough and they live a good life. It's not really in their nature to be going into the office and fighting, fighting, fighting and tapping into their masculinity. In fact, I bet you it's, it's very draining on a lot of them. But I digress. What value is she adding into your life? What else? What else is there? How are you guys supporting each other? How is she supporting you? 
Because honestly, and this was the case, you know, I'm a person who is doing well financially. That in the case that I was at, Megan was making, I don't know, somewhere around $50,000, $40,000. She does dance. That's her passion. And it's just like, I'd rather just almost pay you. <laughs> I'd rather just, I'll support you fully. And then we can have this awesome life together where I can spend all my time working on the on the business and bringing in a lifestyle that we both really like. And you can do the home stuff, but of course she, her passion is dance. So she can still dance and do all the things that she likes to do. And it's just this win, win, win across the board. As I'm talking about this, again, I'm not trying to convince you to do a traditional type of marriage. Really, I'm not. But I'm trying to see where else a woman could add value beyond sex, lust, love, and filling the gap of loneliness. So hopefully you do have other things that you really want a woman for. It could be the commonalities. That was another good one that I came up with. Where in your life do you feel that you want to partner somewhere to do things with that you guys have in common? Hey, here's what I just thought of. You know, what if a woman had a really special skill that could help? You know, like what if she was really into some area of personal development, just like her hobby? She's really into yoga or she's really into natural foods or something like that. Then she comes in, she teaches you some of those things. She helps with you. In some of those areas, I want you to start reversing what it really means to be with a woman and also what it means to have a quality woman. Because if she comes in and she's not equal to you financially and you're still doing things around the house or she's not adding anything. It's like, why are you with this person? I don't know. I, 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 I don't like the romantic version of this of because you love them. It's like, well, let me tell you something right now. Love transitions. After about two years of being with someone, the lust, love, honeymoon phase, that starts to turn over to a new love, a little less intense dopamine, oxytocin, chemical reaction kind of love and a love that comes with respect and knowing the person and someone that you could share a life with. So if you're the one who's bringing in most of the finances and you're doing all the household stuff and whatever else, and you have no commonalities but she's what? I don't know. Pretty, likes to have sex and hangs out with you. That's like the bare minimum. Like the very bare minimum. She should be adding more. And it's funny because some of the things I'm spitting out might sound like anti-feminist, but I think it's actually pro-feminist because women want to be equal. So if they want to be equal, well, then it should be equal. They should be adding to it. They should be adding to the relationship. And if they're coming in equal, making the same amount of money and all those things, okay, great. But just ask yourself again, what is she adding? I don't care 
what you think or how in love you are if you're in the first 18 to 24 months of a relationship. I don't care if you're in that honeymoon phase. When that stuff fades, you're now in a partnership. And eventually, if you get married, it's a partnership. You're doing life together. You ever heard that term, doing life together? A lot of people say that in their vows. They can't wait to do life with the other person. That's the truth. It's what it is. You're combining lives. It starts to become a business because then you got kids. Well, you got to figure out who's taking care of the kids, who's doing the who's doing the money, who's doing the who's doing the laundry, who's doing all these things. Believe it or not, all these things cause a lot of fights. Top reasons for divorce? It's finances, believe it or not. Look it up. So you got to get all those things in order, but you can't get those things in order unless you know you're in a relationship or going into a relationship with a person you know that you could split those roles with, understand who's doing what, what's fair, balancing it all out. Deep stuff today. Stuff that it's not easy to talk about. It's hard for me to talk about because putting this out to the world, it may, well, now that I think about it, I I don't think it sounds bad at all, really. I think it sounds perfectly fair. Well, that's why I'm talking about it, right? That's why I'm putting it out there in a podcast. I know that women listen. You guys are all listening. So what do you think? Think about some of this stuff. What makes a woman a quality woman? Gave you some ideas. And also, you need to be thinking about it. Love to hear from you. If you're in Trip's Corner, say something. Let's talk about this. Let's get a conversation going. If you're not there, but you want to say hi and DM, DM me, Trip Advice. I check all of my DMs, the hidden ones and uh, the ones that aren't hidden. So you can DM me. Don't forget, if you want to be part of the conversation in my private Facebook group, check out getterhook.com where you can then join us. You'll get access to Trips Corner or join the coaching program if you want to get this process accelerated. If you're at the party of your process where you want to find a quality woman, but you're just not able to get on a lot of dates yet. Online dating isn't working. Meeting women in person isn't working. You're not meeting women in your social circle any of that rings true to you, you want help, you want one-on-one customized help, coached by trip.com, apply today. Would love the chance to work with you. Or Eric, the semi-new coach here at Trip Advice, who's been helping a ton of guys. So hope this helps. Can't wait to continue this conversation with you on social. See you there. Thanks for listening. Think about what I said, and I'll talk to you soon. A little epilogue here. The reason why is because I was thinking about the podcast episode. It's about an hour later after recording it. And I realized I forgot to mention something kind of big here. Something big that adds to this, no pun intended, as we're talking about adding value. You also have to be thinking about the fact that not only must should be adding value to your life and adding to your life, but not taking away. That might sound obvious, but it begs to be discussed, at least for a minute here. She can't be taking away from you. 
So what does that mean? That means that she drains you emotionally. She drains you financially. She brings a lot of drama in your life. She causes more problems and more stress. So this is on the other end. So I've been talking about going beyond neutral, right? Beyond the default, which is the sex, the loneliness, the love and lust. But she can't be beyond that in the negative. She can't be doing anything to subtract from your life. And in fact, I'll say that if she's not subtracting, she's adding. What I mean is, if she's not being dramatic, causing a lot of problems, fighting, jealousy, emotional breakdowns, if that's not happening, that's a big plus. So that is an addition to your life, in a sense. I guess, as I'm thinking it through here, it should be on the default. I don't want to give that too much weight. It's kind of like, well, yeah, she better not, right? It's like, she better not be doing that. So look out for that. If any woman is draining your life and taking away from your happiness and it's causing more work, then of course relationships take work. But then if they're taking, I mean work, where it's like, wow, this is too much. I'm fighting for my life here, you know? I mean, have you ever been in a relationship where they're causing so much drama, so much annoyance? They have drug issues, mental health issues. That's not good. They're not suited to be in a relationship. And you should not be with that person. So look out for that. Some extra thoughts. Hope that helps.